This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Raid Musselin, who is the spokesman for the Actuaries Institute Climate Index, and he also works for a uh, actuarial consulting firm called Finity. G'day, Raid. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Um, so, uh, the Actuaries Institute has launched something called the Climate Index. Can you explain what's in that? Sure. It's um, an objective measure of extreme weather perils that can affect, uh, sorry, can affect insurance losses such as sea levels, wind, temperatures, uh, dryness. And it's um, sponsored by the Actuaries Institute. And, and the unique thing about it is that we really focus on the extreme values of weather because it's only say, the top 1% of events that really uh, cause significant losses to insurance companies and the public. So um, uh, it brings together uh, a range of uh, indicators, does it, that would lead to a kind of a, a composite view of the uh, of that, climate That's risk. correct. It, it uh, takes six indicators and indexes them each quarter and compares them to a reference period from 1960 to 1981. And we then measure um, how the uh, frequency and likelihood of extreme uh, temperatures or extreme rainfall has changed um, in, the, in the intervening period. Yeah, so, so I looked at the chart of it. Um, it goes back, I think, to 1980 or something. And um, first uh, 30 years, it's mostly blue down the bottom. And then uh, in the last 20 or 30 years, it's mostly red at the on the right-hand side. So that kind of confirms what everyone knows, really, which is that things are getting Well, that's worse. right. Uh, there is more uh, extreme weather occurring. It's very clear in the data. And one of the reasons that we created this index was to be a fairly transparent and easy to understand uh, indicator of, of these trends, which are objective and um, really shouldn't be subject to a lot of complaints about them being black boxes or highly complicated climate models that you need a PhD to understand. So do you do them for particular, do you do an index for particular small area, like a part of a state rather well, than yes, a whole country? Yes, we break the country up into a series of regions that are based on um, Bureau of Meteorology and other um, government uh, areas, and we measure uh, an index within each one of those re regions. So, so is there a point at which that region, uh, the, the, the climate index for that particular region makes it uninsurable? We have not seen uh, a situation where there's any issues with insurability in a large region. Uh, certainly in, in isolated cases, people living on river riverfronts, for example, or in, in uh, areas subject to um, coastal sea level rise and other things like that, there will be isolated cases where the insurance risk becomes uh, so great that uh, people experience affordability issues, but there's no evidence yet of widespread uh, affordability problems across large regions. But are you, are you expecting, and is the Actuaries Institute expecting that the Climate Risk Index will be used by insurance companies to price their policies? I, I don't think our, our index was directly designed for pricing. In, insurance companies have um, a, a wide range of tools, including you know, climate models and, and uh, peril models and experience and a whole range of other statistics they use to do pricing. Our index is certainly one factor that they could look at in, in doing that. And our index is yielding answers that are consistent with most other measures of exposure to loss. Right. I'm just trying to get my head around what that means. I mean, obviously, the insurance industry, the whole of Australia has had a big shock with the bushfires in the last few months. 
So uh, do you think that there's um, uh, anything fundamental changed in the way uh, insurers are thinking about climate risk uh, uh, as a result of the bushfires or, or are they just kind of saying, oh, well, that's another disaster, life goes on? In fact, it probably good for us because it means people are more likely to um, get insurance. Well, I don't think from a climate or risk assessment perspective, much is terribly different today than it was a year ago. Um, I think that what we're seeing is consistent with what we expect from a changing climate. And we are in a cyclical pattern, um, something called the Indian Ocean Dipoles affected the, uh, the weather in Australia this year that's led to extreme dryness and heat that has led to these losses. I think what's changing is is, is instead is the public awareness of the problem and the understanding that there is a significant issue facing Australia from climate. And obviously, since insurers operate in a you know, public environment, then there's certainly you know, going to be effects from the changes in the political environment and so forth. But, but it, it seems to me it does mean that for the insurance industry and the customers of, of, of the insurance industry, there is a sort of a fundamental sort of secular change going on that's in addition to the normal cycles of both disaster and the financial markets. So that, um, uh, I mean, how do you think insurance companies are going to handle this? Uh, okay, well, that's Im- important to say over time. Um, in- insurance companies in the in the short term have strong capital reserves. They're able to pay the claims. They have historically priced for bushfire risk, and I wouldn't expect to see a significant effect in the short term. Uh, longer term, I think insurers recognize that if these trends continue, we're going to have pockets of affordability in, in various parts of the country, and that's why it's really urgent that uh, the-, the society and the government uh, try to future-proof our building codes and land-use policies to try to uh, protect uh, the public from uh, these types of disasters in the future so we can keep insurance affordable. Yeah, right. But insurance companies are at the front line of this, aren't they? I mean, do do they feel that? Is it something that insurance companies and uh, actuaries working for them um, uh, are very Absolutely. About. I mean, personally, I've devoted most of my career to this this type of problem of trying to build resilient communities, and the insurance industry has been at the forefront of that. We fund uh, research, we um, you know we collect statistics, we lobby government for better building codes, we and we uh, you know we do a whole lot of things in in the uh, society to try to um, promote. Um, safety, to try to promote better building practices, and uh, to try to create resilient communities. Do, do you fear, I mean, this is a big question, I guess, and probably a stupid question, but do you fear that in at some point in the future, 10, 20, maybe even 30 years, I don't know, um, uh, insurance doesn't work anymore? I, I don't see a situation where we have to be concerned about that. I do think we uh, face a situation where we have a choice. Uh, we can either take some actions in the near term to uh, try to protect ourselves from the worst effects of climate change and then have a more affordable insurance future and more uh, available insurance and, and a better outcome, or we can you know, choose a future where we don't build properly and we don't react to uh, the climate signals, and then insurance becomes less affordable and people suffer more financial stress. So I think we have a choice as to what we do. Yeah, we do. And um, a lot of scientists are, are pretty, have a pretty bleak uh, outlook, you know, that even, even if we do um, deal with things, which we're not, 
um, uh, uh, catastrophes and climate risk is going well, to Well, I think there's one thing that a lot of people don't realize about this whole discussion is that the, the climate effects are occurring over a long period of time, and some of them will not manifest themselves for decades in the future. Yet, if we take some action to address uh, decarbonization, you know, that's likely to trigger economic costs in the very near term. I mean, consider putting a carbon tax in or some other action. You know, that could affect people's, uh, you know, finances in the next year, whereas some of the benefit for that won't uh, be realized for two decades in the future. And that timing problem problem is a real conundrum that is driving a lot of the issue we're facing right now. Yes, of course. That's right. You mentioned your career. A lot of it's been spent um, working for the uh, Florida Farm Bureau Insurance Company. And I imagine you insured a lot of uh, orange groves. <laughs> yes, yes, we did, actually. I know what citrus canker is and freezes and things like that. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, um, what did you learn um, on the Florida Farm Bureau uh, about um, climate risk and just insurance? Well, I I certainly uh, learned that uh, insurance is a lot more than actuarial science. There's uh, political science involved in, you know, how we're regulated. There's climate science. There's natural peril science and, and a lot of other things. And Florida certainly was at the forefront of a lot of insurance problems, not dissimilar to what we're experiencing in Australia today. Uh, Hurricane Andrew hit in 1992 and, um, you know, did great damage to the state's insurance system, which it took decades to recover from. And uh, many of the things we're seeing, say, in northern Australia today are familiar echoes of what I saw in Florida uh, several decades ago. And tell us about Finity Consulting, which is where Well, Finity is a uh, specialist um, consulting firm. We, we Our roots are in actuarial science. Um, we are, do a lot of um, uh, actuarial work for insurance companies, but we've branched into perils, climate science, uh, artificial intelligence, and a range of other consulting activities. And it's, uh, it's uh, Australia's uh, largest independent uh, consulting firm. Yeah, right. It's been great talking to you, Ray. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I've been talking to Raid Musselin, who is the spokesman for the Actuaries Institute Climate Index and um, a part of the Affinity Consulting Firm in Australia and New Zealand.